All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. What's up? We're going to talk about the seven nutrition essentials today, right? These are just personal things that I wrote, and I wrote, I think, importance to me. Um, but who knows what, how important they are and the order I have. And that matters less than the actual content that I'm about to give you guys. So I wrote down the seven things that I always focus on in my nutrition um, and the things that have allowed me to find balance with my eating, the things that have allowed me to preserve and build as much lean body mass as possible, the things that have allowed me to stay in mostly single-digit body fat numbers or at least sub-12 pretty much my entire life. Um, and these are things that I think obviously most clients and you guys listening should be focusing on as well. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of context depending on A, what the goal is and um, B, kind of maybe dietary preferences, things like that. But at the end of the day, I think it's really essential to be focusing on these seven, right? So number one, which I believe is probably the most important thing dietary wise to focus on, which most people screw up. And this is why I had it as number one is protein. I think getting enough protein is... A, the thing that's going to be the most thermogenic, right? So not only is out of all the macronutrients, it's going to burn the most calories in that process. Second, it's also going to be one of the most satiating macronutrients, meaning that when you eat protein versus carbohydrates, your body is going to feel fuller longer. Give me one second. Okay, sorry. Dropped everything. Um, so having protein and having that is the biggest focus with the diet, I think is one of, and, and when I say have more protein, a lot of people always come back with like, oh, you know, isn't there a point where, you know, you eat too much and it's going to cause kidney damage or things like that? Like a, the research is coming out more and more saying no to like there being really a limit and B that ceiling or that number that you could hit is so high and so far away from where you currently are that you should never have to worry about it, right? So the thing when you think about protein is you gotta remember, protein is broken down into amino acids, right? In amino acids, there's gonna be essential amino acids, which are the nine that we need to be getting from dietary sources, and then amino acids that obviously our body produces itself as well. So having amino acids is the thing that really fuels muscle growth. One of the things that I always like to remind people, if you have a fat reduction goal, if you have a weight loss goal, you should actually try to keep your mindset and your approach to your training and your dietary stuff onto building muscle because muscle is the thing that allows your body to become more metabolically permanently, right? And what I mean by permanently is like, maybe that's not the right word, at least longer, right? You're building a stronger foundation of a metabolism. Because when you think about basal metabolic rate, that comes from having more muscle mass, right? So the higher your lean body mass is in your body, the higher your basal metabolic rate is. Um, thermic effect of food, which is the one of the four from energy expenditure, also is higher with protein. So I will say this. I believe for myself, and I believe based off all the science and research that I've done myself, that the best protein is always going to be animal protein, right? And I know there's obviously a lot of kind of diversity in this camp, and there's obviously a lot of clients that I work with, vegetarian and vegan, um, that obviously won't eat animal for cultural reasons, religious reasons, or just personal beliefs. Um, and I empathize and sympathize with that. But the one thing I want you guys to remember is I'm coming from a place strictly talking about health. What is optimal for optimal health actually is going to be coming from more animal protein. And the reason why is animal protein is a complete protein, right? Meaning it's going to provide you all the essential amino acids that you need. Um, there's, It's very, very, very hard. There are complete proteins with plant proteins, but they're far and few between, right? So 
if you are someone that is vegetarian or vegan, definitely focusing on more whole food approach and getting that to be kind of the mindset. I think where most vegetarians or vegans go wrong with their diet is they're eating a lot of processed things. You know, a lot of this fake meat and plant-based meat and plant-based alternative kind of things um, I think are one of the worst things because they're food products. They're not food, right? If you were to focus your diet around more vegetables and fruits and obviously things that are more plant-based in itself, that is something I think is less concerning for health, right? But when it comes for building muscle, when it comes to reducing fat, when it comes to reducing weight, when it comes to being satiated overall, I think the number one thing to focus on is making sure you're getting adequate protein. And then for the people that are eating animal protein, understand that eating protein also needs to have a nice balance of collagen protein, right? Um, collagen protein, I think, makes up around 30% of our body. So you got to remember, like, when you think about hair, skin, nails, tendons, ligaments, joints, um, all these things, they require collagen protein, right? So having more bone broth, right, or even supplementing with collagen protein, obviously, but having more bone broth or eating more nose to tail animal, right? So that's like, you know, I was the other day, I used this story on a video last week, but when I was in uh, Hawaii, I was like eating chicken and I was eating a drumstick and my, I was eating the end of it and like chewing on the little cartilage piece and eating a little bit of the bone marrow. My girlfriend's like, what are you doing? Is that good for you? And I'm like, yeah, this is where all the collagen's at, right? This is where all the good stuff's at. So eating a little bit more with that mindset, I think is important to understand because Having things like gelatin or bone broth, I think are probably the easiest ways to get more kind of collagen protein into the diet besides supplementing it. Um, but then obviously when you think about like even when I cook steaks, sometimes it's like these very tendinous pieces. Those are all things that have collagen. When you think about the areas that, you know, collagen protein improves are the same areas that we get collagen protein from, right? So when you think about improving bone health or improving joint health or hair, skin, nails, like I was talking about, those are the same things that come out of the animals. When you're eating more of those, you tend to get more collagen protein. So the number one, which I think is the most important thing for me nutritionally that I always focus on, no matter if I'm traveling, no matter if I'm home, no matter if I'm doing a diet restriction, no matter if I'm not caring about my diet at all, I always focus the majority of my approach on getting enough protein. Um, and I will say that I'm very thankful that I had my parents and my dad especially was always big on just like eat protein, eat protein, eat protein. You want to get big, eat protein. Um, they obviously focused more on like chicken breasts and leaner proteins, which I also think is something to talk about because protein, if I have like a ribeye, like last night's ribeye had so much fat on it. Like there is a lot of calories and a lot of fat content coming from protein. So you can get a lot of these healthy fats from animal food. So if you're eating something like, like my girlfriend had salmon last night, I had a ribeye last night. Those have a lot of fat calories as well. My ribeye, way more than the salmon, obviously. But they're good, healthy fats. But if you're someone like, for me, like, I'm not trying to really cut weight right now. If anything, we're trying to maintain or always gain a little bit. I always feel good and like the having a little bit more mass on my body just because I tend to be a leaner person. So I eat foods that have a little bit more calorie-dense, you know, consumption, right? So eating like a ribeye versus eating a lean cut of meat, like, is something that I naturally lean more towards. Now, if you're someone that's, trying to be a little bit more calorie conscious or you're someone that's trying to lose weight or sharpen up a little bit, then yeah, maybe choosing those leaner cuts of protein a little bit more often is probably going to be the best way to go about it. And I think from a sustainability of just like the type of food that you really crave and the hunger around it, I think it's important to kind of be cyclical with your diet. Like I like going through just like these different phases of dieting and I let it happen organically. Um, this is not something I necessarily really try to be very methodical about. Like naturally in the summer, I tend to eat more fruit or eat a little bit more fresh fruit because we're going to the farmer's market more often. Um, 
but in reality, I think it happens more for me organically. And I think that's something with intuition over time. Like there's periods where I'm like just craving steak and fruit. And then there's periods where I've been like this week, I've been craving a lot of salads. I've had a lot of salads this week. So like, I think I still try to keep the same approach on the type of foods I'm having, but like what type of protein is it steak? Is it pork? Is it chicken? Is it fish? Um, having that balance, I think is going to give you a little bit more nutrient density into your diet. You know, something that I really try to focus on with like seafood, especially is because like naturally I just go to like eating chicken or steak or pork more often. I try to influence as much seafood. So having sh shrimp or having oysters or having, um, any type of fish, obviously I'm trying to think about different like shellfish, but <clears throat> I try to get those balances in the diet because they all bring different levels of nutrients. And I think a balance between land and water animals is also going to bring its own little thing. So Number one, like I said, always focus on majority of your diet being protein because if you can get A to your quota, like I always try to eat close to a gram of total body weight. I'm a 190 pound human. I eat 190 grams of protein. And honestly, it's not hard for me, right? And the reason why is because I, A, I enjoy protein, right? So I think uh, stop looking at it as a chore and really understand that like protein is fucking delicious. Like why are we avoiding protein? It's like, yes, I understand that carbs and fats and these hyper palatable foods and these processed foods and food products, um, kind of provide the same thing but what i mean by satiation but protein is always going to be the number one for me so number two quality of foods um and like i said from now on they're not like how much of i'm going to put this in like order of importance but like i just wrote them like what first came to my brain right so for me like one thing that i've switched over the last like two to three years and probably more like three to four years is i've really made a shift to like high high quality foods right um, from everything from the water I drink to the foods I eat, the whole nine yards, right? The products I take, the, everything, right? The skin products, the hair products, the deodorant I wear, the food that I eat, anything that goes in or on my body, I have really focused on trying to be focused on the highest quality possible thing that I can get, right? So when I think about meats, for example, to kind of piggyback on the protein, I focus a lot on grass fed. I always focus on wild caught. I always focus on pasture raised eggs or poultry, you know, and I focus on organic fruits and vegetables. I try to focus on very local things. So I'm eating from farmer's markets more often than, you know, than I used to. Um, and I think the quality is something that like, you have to remember like for protein for it specifically, right? Like if you think about a cow that's been fed grain or soy or pumped with all these steroids, and a lot of these companies now are making the shift just because the movement's becoming more popular, which is great. Um, but the same things that they're trying to do to get more crop or yield more crop or make their cow fatter or whatever they're trying to do, like you have to remember the farming is a business. So the farmer's goal is to be able to get as much yield out of everything that they do, both, you know, plants and animals, right? No matter what it is. And the problem with that is really optimizing yield with lacking the care of quality or where it kind of naturally came from its natural state is it's the same thing that's going to get you fat, right? It's like if a grain-fed cow has more fat or if it has less omega-3s, not only does it have more calories maybe, but it also has less nutrients, right? And the same thing when you think about pumping chickens with steroids, like the you know the farther we get away from nature, the 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 more I believe that this is one of the biggest problems that's happened to the industrial area of food, right? trying to figure out the best way to say this right so when you think about quality of foods like i don't eat processed foods less than 20 percent of the time i try not to eat out at restaurants that often and if i do i'm like pretty bougie with our selection of things that we do like so those are all things that for me personally i've always been just kind of a big focus lately so like the higher the quality of food for me it's like i always like to look at it this way it's like 
I want to treat my body like the Ferrari that I am, and I don't put 87 gas in a Ferrari. I put racing fuel to it, right? So if you want to be the best optimal version of yourself, you also need to put the best possible fuel inside of your body. So those are things that you should be focusing on when you think about your dietary approach, right? Is stop eating just packaged foods or stop eating things that are not organic or the grain-fed cows or the chickens that are built in a cage, like the more we can focus on the quality, the more we can focus things coming from their natural state without any like human involvement or chemical involvement, the better. Number three, I have most of my carbs. I try to focus on fibrous carbs and or it's rice or honey. These are always been kind of the, the levers that I've played with. The more activity that I have, um, the more carbohydrates I add into my diet, right? So the more tropical fruits and the more rice and the more honey, uh, rice and honey, I think outside of all fibrous carbohydrates are probably the only two that I really like to, from a, from a healthy perspective, I think white rice actually is probably one of the, I don't want to say maybe it's not healthy, but it's probably the most like net neutral carbohydrate we can have. Um, I think that ones of the carbohydrates that actually are healthy is like honey, I think is one of the best sweeteners because it provides a lot of other benefits outside of just being a glucose or fructose. I mean, and then when you think about like the fibrous carbohydrates, like I'd much rather eat carbohydrates that also bring a lot of nutrient value to the table. So things like fruits or things like vegetables, um, certain vegetables I kind of stray away from because maybe they have a little bit more anti-nutrients or more vegetables I try to focus on eating cooked versus raw. Um, but when you think about fruit, there's a lot of vitamins, there's a lot of minerals, there's a lot of polyphenols, and these are all things that optimize health from within. So the more that we can focus on our food being high quality, like I said, not just the protein and the fats, um, but also the carbohydrates, right? And one thing to kind of touch on with like kind of the quality of foods like I was talking about, even the fats, right? Like most of my fats obviously come from the animal proteins that I'm eating, but extra virgin olive oil, grass-fed butter, coconut oil, uh, I don't really do a lot of avocado oil. I like to throw that in there, but honestly, I'm not a big avocado oil person. I would really say that those are the three fats that I cook with or add. Um, other than that, all my fats coming from animal protein, right? When you think about nature, for example, there's not a lot of things and foods that have been provided that come with a lot of carbs and fats. So naturally, like the things that provide protein come with fat, right? Or naturally, the things that provide carbs really don't come with a lot of fat. So I always try to kind of keep that same approach because for me, like just being a little bit more aligned for what nature provided for food is probably going to be one of the better things for our body as well. So when it comes to the carbohydrates, like I said, I focus majority of my carbohydrates around fibrous carbs, so vegetables and fruits. And then when I'm having like the days I train, the days I'm very active, I have a lot of rice, white rice. I don't do brown rice, and that's strictly just from a gut health perspective thing. And then honey. I love honey. I think honey, especially for those who are dealing with allergies, but there's so many other like little health benefits that honey can provide. And I have local honey. The honey that I have is coming from Los Gatos. It's 10 minutes away from my house. So those are really big things that I focused on as well. Next thing is I'm really become very intuitive with this, but I was always very conscious with this earlier. And I've been doing this probably for like six to eight years now. A lot of carb cycling, a lot of fasting. And I use this as kind of like a, a timing thing for me, right? Like when I go on vacation before and after, I tend to do a little bit more fasting. When I uh, have days where I'm not training or I'm just not hungry, I listen to my body and I just choose to fast longer. So there's a lot of times where I just skip breakfast or I'll skip lunch or I'll just work all day and I'll have one big meal at the end of the day. I tend to never skip dinner. So that just for me doesn't work in the perfect world. I think it's probably better to skip dinner than skip breakfast just from a sleep perspective. Um, but transparently, it's just never worked for me. I tend to be very hungry at the end of the day, and I eat a big dinner. 
So I've always used kind of fasting and carb cycling. And like one thing when I'm not training or I'm trying to be a little bit leaner or when I come back from vacation, like right now I'm kind of in that like little string of things. Like I'm doing a little bit more of carb cycling. I'm not having as much carbs in my diet. So a lot less rice. I haven't really had any honey this week. Um, I'm not having really had any fruit. I've had more vegetables. So I've had very low carb fibrous carbohydrates. Um, and that's just because I want to focus more on just getting fiber and protein and letting my body kind of lean up a little bit because I was eating a lot on vacation out. I was drinking a lot and I really just like intuitively like haven't been craving it as much. So I think it's important to really listen to your body that when you're eating whole foods, the cool thing about not eating like palatable foods and hyper palatable foods, um, processed foods, eating out at restaurants is the more you kind of get a whole food diet approach that you focus on cooking yourself, you naturally learn that like hunger is not something that you deal with as often, right? Because if you're always dealing with hunger or you're always like hangry, you're probably not that metabolically flexible, which means that your body's dependent on a certain fuel source and ideally probably, not ideally, but in reality probably being a little bit more sugar because more people are eating more carbs than they should, um, or at least for what maybe their goals are, or at least their processed carbohydrates are not the best carbohydrate sources. Um, so I do a lot of carb cycling and I do a lot of fasting. Um, I don't want to say a lot of fasting, but... I use them periodically, right? So I'm very cyclical with both of those. And I think that's a timing thing, right? Like I try to really be conscious of not trying to eat too late. That's probably the one out of all these that I struggle with the most. Um, or Sundays, like some days when I know I'm not going to train, I'm just going to have one meal today or I'm just going to have like a big lunch and dinner, maybe two meals. Um, so I naturally do that because I think that's important to kind of have cycles with. I think eating the same thing, same calories, same way, same foods over and over is just a recipe for disaster. Or at least it is for me personally because I just get burnt out with all those things. Um, so using those periodically, going periods of low carb, going days or weeks, um, using fasting, so skipping meals or moving dinner a few hours earlier so you have like three, four hours before bed before you eat. Like these are super, super powerful weight loss tools. And these are super, you know, powerful tools even for just optimizing health and feeling good and staying in a certain composition. Like I don't have a weight loss goal, but I like being lean and I like preserving as much muscle as possible. So by having lots of protein and always making that the centric of my diet and having carb cycling and fasting and healthy carbs and healthy fats, it's very easy for my body to metabolize fat. So I think that's an approach that we all need to think about is what's going to be the easiest way for our body to actually do that. Um, fifth one is hydration for me. Hydration is something that I uh, kind of took for granted. I always looked at just like, yeah, just drink water, have you know half an ounce to one ounce of your total body weight in water. Now I've kind of shifted towards the importance of the quality of the hydration. So I'm drinking a lot more sparkling waters and mineral waters. We have a flow water machine here. I do a lot of coconut water in the summertime. Um, I add a little bit more electrolyte salts to my days of training, um, even element packs or my rebirths that I take. Like these are all things that I've learned with hydration is hydration is not just water. It's getting enough of the minerals back into the body, right? And the minerals and the electrolytes are the things that actually move the water into the cell and actually like provide hydration to the body at a deeper level, not just drinking water or pissing water. So hydration has become a really important factor for me too. Um, and I think it also helps with satiety, right? Like when you're drinking a lot of water, you naturally are going to just be eating less stuff because sometimes and most of the time for a lot of us, like we're either bored or we're thirsty and that's why we eat. So if you can really just focus most of the diet or most of the time, just like drinking water throughout the day and in between your meals, especially um, those little snacking or craving, like they could just go away, right? Adding a little salt to the water could be magical for you. So that is a huge piece for me. Next one I have is the 80-20 rule. This is something I live with just in life as general is like, 
I think there always needs to be balance, pursuit of balance. Shout out to myself on that one. But like, I really think that like out of all things sustainable in life, they all come with some level of balance. Um, and I think diets are not always going to be 80-20 for me. Sometimes they're 90-10. Sometimes they're 70-30. But for the average here, I would say 80% of the time, the things that I'm talking about today, high-quality foods, most of the protein, carb cycling, fasting, always getting hydration. You know, I focus on putting the best possible things for my body and my goals um, 80% of the time. And then 20% of the time, you know, like I'm, I'm a drinker. I like to drink. I love red wine during the week. Um, I have a sweet tooth. I've gotten a lot better with this over the last five years, but I definitely crave sweets. Um, and I also like to go out to restaurants or vacations or hang out with friends and not be that guy that's like, uh, I'm not going to eat that or not share with somebody. I'll get nachos. I'll get chicken wings. I don't really back out of anything. And I think the more you can understand that consistency and time and having a really solid foundation allows you to have that flexibility built in. And I'm not here to just to toot my own horn. I'm here to share information that can allow you guys to do the exact same thing. So having a balanced approach and understanding where you are, like sometimes in the winter, you're going to be a little bit more flexible with yourself. That's cool. Or sometimes in the summer. Um, I like to in the summer, like to look good because I'm naturally going to be at the beach or have my shirt off more often because it's nice and I want to be leaner doing that. And that these are just, I'm sharing what I like to do and I'm hoping these are things that you guys can take away as too. So 80% of the time, focus on the things that are actually going to be helping your body improve or get closer to the goals. And 20% of the time, find the things that allow it to be sustainable. So find the things that really... What makes you you? What are the things that you crave? Is it alcohol? Is it sweets? Is it eating out at restaurants? Is it carbs? Is it whatever? Having that balance, I think the whole all or nothing approach is a terrible approach because you're just going to burn out and then you're going to go through this very deep, you know, peaks and valleys of being really good, really bad. So the last piece that I want to talk about today, number seven, is how I eat. Um, this is something that I've kind of learned with kind of some of the blood sugar mitigation stuff and education that I did with it and wearing a continuous glucose monitor. But also, I think uh, just in reality, it's like if I'm always trying to focus more on getting the quality of the food in, like something like eating vegetables last night and a steak and rice, as I said, I think rice is a pretty neutral food, meaning it allows me to get carbohydrates, it allows me to build energy or have energy, allows me to build muscle mass. Um, so I definitely have rice there. And when I'm exercising a lot or active a lot, I have a lot of it. And the days I'm not, I have less rice. But even the days that I do, I always, what I mean by how I eat is this kind of like a twofold number one is the order i try to eat my steak or i'm sorry not my steak well i guess steak most of the time um i try to eat my protein and my fiber first right so my fruit or my protein so or my vegetables and my protein so last night for example it's like i had um asparagus mushrooms sauteed in a little bit of olive oil and soy sauce a little bit of salt and pepper nothing crazy and then a steak on the grill I try to eat most of my steak and my vegetables first, not all of them, but most of it first, and then my rice, because the one thing that I would be okay with leaving more of is the things that provide less nutrients, right? Um, not necessarily always looking at things as just a carbohydrate thing, but looking at things as a nutrient value thing. So for me, I know I get more nutrients out of a good grass-fed steak that provides healthy fats, provides a lot of protein, then having the vegetables, you know, getting the asparagus and the mushrooms and the, the olive oil, I get more nutrients out of those things, so I'd much rather focus on getting all that in because if I do get full, I don't want to leave a steak and asparagus around and have no rice. I'd rather leave some rice, right? So that's kind of one way that I've always eaten is like, or not always, but like lately I've really shifted more towards eating. And the second thing is trying to do my best to slow down. Um, this is something I still struggle with a lot, but I have always been a really fast eater. Like I eat like my dog. I'm like, are you breathing between your bites? Like 
slow the fuck down. So that's something for me, I think, from a digestion and also just not eating past the point of being full. Like one of the things I would encourage you guys to eat is always try to eat to like 80% satiation. So if you're eating to like 80% full, it's easier to not overeat, obviously, right? But if you're eating very fast, the delay between the brain and the stomach, um, you're not giving your enough body or time for your body to really go like, well we're actually full when in reality it's like you've been eating for 10 minutes past that full point so slowing down the order that you eat eating with chopsticks eating with smaller bowls for people uh, that are trying to lose weight like these are all very very powerful tools right so these are the seven things that are essential for me that allow me to maintain everything that i want with my body my health and my fitness and these are things that i think are very powerful for every single person listening to this um, in reality, like remember that there's a little bit of, you know, shifting it more towards your style of eating or more towards your style of goal. Uh, but I think a lot of those run parallel no matter what the goal is and no matter who you are. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. Take care. Have a great week and I'll see you guys next week.